Hello, Kitty. Hi, Claudia. So How nice. <laughs> well, there we go, you see. Our most regular listeners will realise that the uh, release of the episodes have gotten a little bit sporadic. And there was an example of us being out of practice. Normally, we never talk over each other. <laughs> that is true, Kitty. That is true. It only shows that we should be really meeting each other more often. I know, I've missed you. I've missed you too. So welcome to our sixth burst of happiness. And we are speaking about... The environment. Woohoo, what a fantastic topic. So we're going to explore how the physical space and also nature influences our happiness and well-being. As always, we're going to speak about the environment in the context of our previous letters, such as unknown values and wonder. So if you've not listened to those episodes from series one, come and join us in a few weeks when you've caught up and you'll get to the letter U, V and W and then you'll know a little bit more about the psychological uh, theories that we dove and delved into in those weeks. So Kitty, simple question, does environment actually impacts our happiness a hundred percent i mean even if you're not just thinking about nature the environment you live in like your space your room your environment affects your happiness so much but i do think that when i was a teenager it had a much less of an impact because i was a lot more disgusting my environment (laughs) was not necessarily the highest priority of my happiness when i was younger but now, you know, I'm 32 or 33 and my environment is so important to my mood and how I feel. Uh, yeah, I agree, actually. I think the appreciation for the physical space around us, I, I think it does increase with age. You're right. Uh, but again... We know it from experience that exposure to that greenery, natural environments around us really improves our mental well-being. Uh, It helps us to really reduce our stress, gives us that kick of positive emotions and generally I think calms us down. You you naturally, you went into, yes, this is such an obvious answer. Yeah. Uh, We could stop the episode here, really. Yeah, well done. (laughs) Great episode, everybody. Couple of minutes. That's a nice job for me in the edit. (laughs) But my question is, why do we actually expect that the nature and the environment influences our happiness in the first place? What's the reason for that? Why do we expect it? Well, I mean, I'm told it all the time that nature is good for you. But I've actually just come back from a little staycation in Cornwall. And, oh my God, it just makes you feel so free. Makes you connect with something bigger than yourself forget about the stresses of being locked to your laptop and the anxiety that comes from pressure that nature is just calming and makes you forget about the stupid things you worry about (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Kitty, as always, uh, spot on. So there are actually three interesting reasons why environment uh, impacts our happiness in such a positive way. So the one is this idea of a connection. So there is a concept called biophilia, which is simply a hypothesis that we have very close connection between nature and other organisms around us. And when we are in nature, we are simply returning home. Oh, that's also, I think, a Bjork album. I mean, that's a really nice description of a Bjork album. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So that's the first one. The second is that um, natural environment have this indirect positive impact because it generally encourages certain behaviors. So if we are outside and in nature, we tend to do physical exercise. We tend to socialize, for instance, have picnics in parks mm. or go on a walks in the woods or hiking. And all of these activities have that positive impact on our happiness. Mm. And the final reason is the green natural environment impacts the happiness in a positive way because it's free of certain stressors. So as you just mentioned, when we're in natural environment, we're experiencing digital detox. So we're not with our laptop anymore. So we are, our body is resting, but also the air or noise pollution is much, much more decreased. So again, it has that calming effect on our body as a physical entity. Mm. That makes sense, makes so much sense. I mean, even just going out for a walk in the day, if I haven't gone outside, I feel ugh, all clogged up. But if I go to the park, if you look around and go down to the beach, yeah, I feel much better having connected with some sort of nature. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. We love that, isn't it? That 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 connection and that positive boost uh, that, we, uh, that we get from uh, engaging with our environment. Okay, so let's have a think, Kitty, then. How can we harvest the positive impact of the environment on a daily basis? Oh, well, I mean, easily. Go out for a walk, hug a tree, lick a leaf, <laughs> uh, talk to a squirrel, uh, stroke a cat. <laughs> I think look out the window and dream of the unknown that lies within nature and explore your imagination of what could be living in there. As always, you are so optimistic, thinking about the unknown and kind of what could be. Uh, but I was actually thinking about more that I think first and foremost, if we want to have that positive impact of an environment, we really need to take care of it. So I was actually thinking that there is quite lots of unknown nowadays about the future of our planet. Oh, yeah. How will we know how many of the little turtles are still going to be with us in 10 years? That's Absolute. unknown. Oh, God, Claudia, it's so depressing. <laughs> yeah, how will we know which trees, which plants won't be extinct by our terrible behaviours and coffee cups? Absolutely, and even... Will we be here in 10 years time? Wow. I mean, we have 10, we have 10 years to reduce our global carbon emission by 50%. Wow, bloody to, hell. I know, to avoid the worst effects of climate change. So I feel like 
hmm, maybe if we want to still have those positive uh, effects on the environment, it's really thinking about how we can take care of it. Um, do, do you experience at all this concept of eco-anxiety, which is worrying about the future of our planet? I wouldn't say I suffer from something like that. But I would say that I've seen a difference in my own experience of the outside world from what it was a few years ago. So I used to yeah. work for the Fairyland Trust, a charity up in Suffolk, who are a nature conservation charity that put on events for young children to get them into nature at a young age. Yeah. And we used to go on these training weekends where Chris would take us, Chris a botanist and ex-Greenpeace, and the rolling green hills of the countryside that I thought were beautiful, he would bring to light to me the devastating, the dead nature of that there <laughs> green grass. And we'd go and stand by a hedgerow and I'd think, oh, okay, right, we're just standing by the edge of a road. And he'd be like, this is all dead. This has been pesticided to its nth degree. And it's all just completely, it's got nothing living in it at all. So then I went to Cornwall this week, this week as a holiday, a mm -hmm. little staycation. And the hedgerows were like, bustling and beaming with colour. It was so pink. There were foxgloves everywhere. And I thought, oh, wow, is this what it used to be like in the olden days? And then when I came back to Brighton, I thought, oh, no, I can't see as much of that colour in mm. the green that there is in the hedgerows. Yeah, those little elements really make you think that things are changing around us. And if we want to have that access to environment as it used to be in a healthy environment around us, we do need to take action. And I think if we're suffering with that eco-anxiety and sometimes we might be experiencing it for a long time, sometimes it's maybe an event when we see some devastating news and we're thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen? As we were speaking about the unknown, I think it's very much saying no to denial. So I think it's kind mm. of almost a time to start talking about it more and I think that's why we're bringing it up as well. Um, so I do hear people saying certain statements like oh let's the young generation to solve <laughs> the problem or climate change is not really real or my lifestyle is fine, it's the problem that all the other people are, that they, they, they're causing the problem mm. and I think it's that that way we're shifting the responsibility but once we kind of said yes this is a global problem we can then think about very strategic actions of calculating our carbon footprint, thinking what we can do to take care of that environment and start making more environmentally friendly choices mm. on a daily basis. Nowadays, because that conversation already is in progress, we can do so much from having, I don't know, wisely choosing our means of transport, buying cosmetics that you can refill rather than use constantly plastic bottles to actually voting in local election for people that support green agenda i think there is so much amazing power that we have mm. that we can utilize that we can actually feel yeah it's unknown but we can do something now to change mm. that unknown yeah that's true it's amazing i think in my sphere of people people are doing more than ever before even like the grandpas and grandmas <laughs> of my in my life um, but I think younger people take it much more seriously as a whole because it is their future. And I think it's amazing that they do, that there is this sort of young anarchist movement of like protest. It's quite 
it's quite good I think that mm-hmm. never existed when I was at school yeah absolutely I think yeah the same here like when I was at school I'm not sure even if we were talking about climate change no I think that awareness of the consequences of our choices was very very different back then um okay so this I think this is really action for our listeners so if we want to have those positive impacts of environment let's start taking care of our environment Uh, if you're not already doing so just think what else or how you could contribute to that movement Kitty, you also mentioned about this idea that you start now valuing more your space around you with age. Uh, And I think, again, coming back to values, which are something that is important to us, they are a driving force and a motivation that influences our behaviors and actions and choices we make. How now and what's important in your environment to you? Well, actually, when you were talking then, I was thinking that, The environment I create now is very much for my own comfort. It's actually sort of a bit of a self-care thing of like, Mm. well, this is my space and I want it to be this way and this is comfortable to me. When I was younger, I put just as much effort into my room looking a certain way, but it was very an external, like, I can't wait for people to come to my room and see the cool posters <laughs> that I've got on the wall. It was all about what other people were going to get out of coming to my room. As much as I enjoyed it too, but I think now the space I create is like for my own sake. I don't know how many other people relate to that, but but also I do like people coming in and liking what I've done or whatever, but yeah i must say that again with age i think i'm much more about that comfort i like that idea of coming home Mm. and having the space the way i want it and you're right there is this sometimes we have people around and you know they may not like how we've done our space because everyone has different styles and designs we look very I like very rustic Victorian style. You know, that's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm. But I really like the fact that it's my comfort and it makes me feel at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feeling at home is so nice. I think I always feel at home wherever my home is. But when it's a space that you've created intentionally to bring you this joy that is so lovely coming home to mm. and um, you know we we at some point when we were speaking about ordinary moments and i know that's not the related episode <laughs> we spoke there about denmark being often proclaimed as the happiest countries in the world and of course researchers are, are very much looking into why is that the case and there is this danish way of living and part of the danish way was this hig Hygge, I th- Hygge. Yes, I think that. Yeah, I think that's maybe a better pronunciation there. Uh, but it's it's quite interesting that this entire concept of Danish way of living includes f- lots, lots of comforts and pressures that you put around the environment. So they speak a lot about having good amount of light in your homes, how much more the Danes are using candles Mm. to make that kind of nice lighting environment in their homes. Mm. And also having that kind of 
bits and pieces of fluffy cushions, nice blanket, mm. favorite chairs. Uh, and I really, I really like that concept that they're paying so much attention to their space that they are in because they understand that our physical space has so much impact on how we feel. Yeah. And if our space is quite maybe messy, not accessible, not practical, doesn't feel comfortable, we will feel similar way in that space. I love a candle. If we're setting a really nice mood in the room, I'll put some candles on for sure. Yeah, always, always. Mm. <laughs> the third one for me is about that connection with the nature and really bringing that sense of wonder into our life through the relationship we have with nature. So wonder is our response to something beautiful unique in life and it's very important feeling because if we experiencing wonder then our perspective is shifting we will start showing some prosocial behaviors such as kindness and generosity and we suddenly feel that you know what we're not in the center of universe there is so something mm. so much bigger and amazing exquisite around us mm. when you were talking now i was thinking partly about the wonder of nature but also just an environment that's different to your everyday and how that creates a spark in your imagination and your ability to wonder about new lives so like traveling going and experiencing other cultures and other environments like that making your ability to wonder about hundreds of thousands of more different situations because you've experienced a new environment because you can only wonder about as much as your experience lets you mm. so you have to experience these things in new environments to really push your ability to wonder yes absolutely you kind of has to step out out of your perspective that's why this idea of wonder is so important and do you remember in the original wonder episode we we're speaking about what if what if i could mm. do this what if the world could look like this and i think that yeah i love what you're saying like we have to get those exposures to be able to stretch our perspective um, I really, I really love that. And in terms of the environment, there is quite new art movement, uh, which is called solar punk, mm. which is a art movement, which envisions how the future might look like if we actually as humanity succeed in solving the major climate change problems. So it's very much imagining how the world could look like. That is what could be the world that is much more environmental friendly. And we solve those challenges and those challenges don't exist anymore. What, 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 what's possible? And I think that's amazing wow, yeah. because that is really stretching our perspective. Where do you find your wonder when it comes to nature? Mm, when we were away this week we found this waterfall and went paddling on this little pontoon that they tied up and you just you get lost in your thought a little bit don't mm. you and you can kind of just like absorb all this stuff that's going on and actually we took a few minutes often in the days just to like listen to the noises and 
sometimes it's like, oh, are you all right? What's wrong? It's like, no, nothing. I'm just enjoying being quiet. <laughs> yeah. And like enjoying what's happening around us because it was so, yeah, it was, you could really get lost in it. And it's nothing like what we're used to in day to day life living in a city um being out there in the in nature mm. but i'm actually like a city girl rather than a country girl and i also find it really easy to wonder in my own thoughts and imaginations in the city and i know that we're coming back to this kind of environmental element of environment but i do love city life and like going to Berlin and sitting in a bar and like just watching all these people because I find people fascinating and that's where I can really wonder like I wonder what their stories are I wonder what's going on where have they come from where are they going that sort of wonder in this new environment which is like triggered by all these new things to see that's really exciting to Mm. me in terms of my imagination yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm definitely also a city girl. But I must say, like, the more I concentrate on nature around me, I notice more nature in the city. So it's quite amazing mm. that, um, you know, I'm able to go to the rooftop and I'm able to see sunset going down. Yeah. And I know it goes down uh, kind of across the city, but... I'm still experiencing that nature. And then I love kind of looking at the green spaces and how are they designed within cities and how they almost Mm. like they attract people. We love the kind of greenery. So I do agree with you Mm. that uh, we can really enjoy the city, but we can be really paying attention to that greenery spaces. But it's always a good good, uh, good thing to get out of the city, to really appreciate yeah. much more unique, spectacular nature that is out there yeah. that we don't get to experience if we're living in a, in a city. And I think appreciating that and just looking for those little moments of wonder and connection with the nature is something that can help us to boost our happiness. So just to summarize, when we are exposed to green natural environments, we definitely get the boost of happiness and that improves our well-being. There are three reasons for this. Do you remember them? Uh, connection. Yeah. Connection with nature. So biophilia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Biophilia. The Bjorkalga. <laughs> we also tend to engage in social and physical activities when we are outside. Oh, uh, yeah. Socializing. That's great. Absolutely. And finally, the green spaces are less noisy, polluted, and they're helping us to achieve this digital detox. And the three ways that we can harvest this positive impact on the environment are, first of all, let's face the unknown and take responsibility for our planet. Secondly, let's start valuing the environment and the physical space we are in more often. So we spoke a little bit here about the Danish way of living. And finally, let's look for more shall we call it a green wonder in our life mm, a green wonder nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is a green wonder <laughs> well thanks claudia so like always if you can recommend this show to one friend then we'll love you forever and then our next episode will be our last of series two 
our bursts of happiness. I wonder what we'll do for series three. <laughs> Ooh, it's all coming. It's all will be announced very soon. So our last burst of happiness will be all about purpose and finding that, well, reason for what we're doing. And we will be referring to X for our, let's say, X factor and our strengths. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Y for yes and decision making and Z for zest and energy. Well, I am looking forward to it very much, Claudia. And uh, we'll have that ready for everyone cooking, cooking and live in a few weeks. As always, we dare you to be happy. Bye. Bye.